Yo, what's good, everybody? Hey, welcome to the episode one of our podcast, F Your Feelings, the statement that's actually a question about faith, family, fatherhood, friendship, and everything in between. I'm one of your co-hosts, Keith B., and today we're going to discuss these three topics, uh, the, the why we're starting this podcast, uh, we're going to touch on finances, and the normality that we're trying to get back to um, post-COVID. So, uh so I want to introduce our, our, our other co-hosts. Uh, we have our, our ho- uh, my homeboy, David, and then and my homeboy, Mike. Mike, David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, so, sir. What's going on? With the why. Right, right. Starting off with, with the why. So so what 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 brought y'all to actually want to be a part of this podcast? Well, Mike, you want to go or you want me to? Well, go ahead, go ahead. All right, cool. uh, for me, it was it was the everyday conversations that we were having um, as men and as as fathers and figuring out, OK, how do we navigate um, being for real about it, being honest about it? And, and even with our faith, you know, not being the cookie cutter, being, you know, skip dancing and fast beat drumming, but actually talking about how you live, you know, Monday through Saturday. Instead of coming to church and just acting like, you know, everything is good. You know, it's a lot of life that happens between the week that a lot of Christians cover up. And I'm I'm just not that dude. And um, right. we were having these conversations. It's like, yo, man, that's that's dope. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe we should record this and um, start a podcast. So that was that was my biggest piece to have honest conversations. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. So, uh, Mike, what, what what brought you to the podcast? I definitely agree with that as well. I think that, especially in today's uh, society, people people want transparency, especially from their people of faith. You know, like I can just speak for um, for myself. Even growing up, you would see a lot of people who had presentation on Sundays, but Monday through Saturday, it's a different thing. Now, as a as a seasoned person in life. I understand that life is not just black and white. You know, there there it's multiple shades of gray. But with that being said, we have to be our authentic selves. And if, as we read our Bible and we study, we see that the Bible is made up of imperfect people. So where the notion of us, yes, our goal is to strive to be like the father, but we are not the father. And that's where the grace comes in. So so those are some of the things that, you know, we've discussed on different levels. And, and that's the other part of it is, you know, as believers uh, of, of the Lord, we are allowed to disagree with one another. We are allowed to grow. We are allowed to change and we are allowed to be ourselves. For example, you know, I think about struggles, the things you all may struggle with. I may not struggle with. But nevertheless, if that's a stumbling block for you, I'm going to be respectful of you and say, OK, listen, you know what? You're my brother. I care about you. If this is something you're dealing with, I'm going to fall back. So so to summarize why I wanted to do it is, like David said, our conversations are great. I've, I've never not had a good conversation with either one of you gentlemen. And and I'm not I'm not sure how much in detail we're going to get on this show. But the way I feel about it, like anything else, at a certain point, you forget that you're on camera. And you just right. be yourself. Absolutely. So either you like me or you don't, either you take it or you don't. <laughs> but I, I want to <laughs> I want to be a person that I'm proud of. I want, you know, I want to be somebody that my kids are proud of. I am I am I am a husband, I am a father, I am a son, I am a brother, I am an uncle, I'm a friend. I wear a lot of hats. But at the root of the hats is me. Yeah. So this is who I am. 
So with that being said, everybody, if you like me, call me, text me, email us. We would love your feedback. Another listener earned is a lo- another listener we're reaching out to. Maybe one day you all could help us and guide our topics. So anyway, that's all I got. Back to you, KB. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was, that, you know, I resonate with both of y'all on that. But just to jump back on what Mike mentioned at the end. So for our social media, we have our Facebook page. You guys uh, feel free to drop by. It's uh, FYF Pod or, or F Your Feelings. This is the name of the Facebook group. But uh, it's the uh, at symbol FYF Pod. Uh, you can jump on our Facebook, leave a drop a comment, uh, let us know what you're thinking about uh, in terms of the first episode. And, uh, and in addition, if you feel like emailing us, we're at FYFpod at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out. Let us know your thoughts. Um, if you have any topics you recommend, you know, by all means, uh, send us an email and then we can we can definitely start discussing some of those topics. Um, but to just kind of, you know, piggyback on what y'all said about the why. Um, I resonate with, with both both of those topics, uh, excuse me, both of your uh, perspectives uh, on, on why I'm here. But just to add on top of that, um, I'm here to have fun, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm an extremely over opinionated dude. Um, I, I've been told that, you know, I, 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 uh, I, I give I give un, unwanted <laughs> opinions about random topics, uh, but Typically, I'm, I'm very authentic. You know, I, I, Mike knows that that you know yes. everything that comes out of my mouth is pretty much uh, it's it's raw, but it's 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 real. You know, and so you know, I, I, I was just looking for a platform just to be able to share uh, my perspective on on certain things going on in life, but then also to pass down knowledge, right? Like to our community, uh, to our families, to our friends. Um, not to say I'm some guru, yeah, and I figured out life, you know, and, and everything it's about, but for what I have and, you know, whatever knowledge I have obtained, if there's something that I can share with someone else where they could benefit their lives, by all means, that's that's what I'm here to be. You know, blessed to be a blessing. Absolutely. So, yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I love yep. it. Blessed to be a blessing. But um, I mean, to y'all's point, imperfect, right? Like I, I, I resonate with that song. Uh, what's it go? It says a. Uh, Try Jesus. Don't try me. Man, Don't try me. Right. Yeah. Come on. I'm, I'm, That's I'm, my I'm motto, still, bro. Right. Do not try me because I'm still throwing hands. So, um, the Lord's I'm not still there yet. Yep, exactly. He's still working on me, man. So, you know, but um, yeah, man, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful walk, though, you know, and yeah. I'm glad to share that walk with, 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 two, with the two of y'all. So, excellent, man. So, that was the why. So, uh, getting into our second topic for today, uh, finance. So um, again, I, I, I threw this out to uh, Mike early on when we were discussing it, and there's a huge um, uh, movement that's going on in, um, in, in, in the American economy, uh, mainly in the stock market and crypto. And uh, right now, crypto is extremely volatile. Like one day it's up like 2,000%, the other day it's down. Thousand percent, and people are like, you know, contemplating suicide, and it's it's just crazy, like how the economy coming out of COVID, or really in the midst of COVID, how it looks so different. You know, um, yeah. I'm I'm kind of coming new into this space, and and not to necessarily you know jump into a promotion of, of another group, but I was telling Mike I follow a podcast by the name of Earn Your Leisure, and uh, listening to those two brothers talk, you know, about finances and about uh, financial literacy and, and, and how the black community lacks that financial literacy. 
Um, so it's, it's been a very strong topic with me and I've been doing a lot of research and trying to follow trends and, and seeing what can we do not only as, as individuals or as a family, but as a community, how can we change the American dollar so mm. that it could benefit the black community? Um, right. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, what, 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 what are you thinking, David, right now about, For, about that topic? To be honest, man, um, it's heavy because we don't understand how money work as a community. Ooh, a right. lot of times, man, we when we get money, we're going out and buying cars. We're going out and buying shoes, jewelry. Um, you're not understanding actually how money works. So we're putting it into these depreciable goods that's not bringing us, us any money back, but it looks good. And it makes us feel good. To be totally honest, it makes us feel good because we sharp because other people notice that. But the key to real money is Making money while you sleep, your money is working for you. It's not you going out and spending it, you know. So for me, I I, I look at this whole crypto, Dogecoin, and all of these things, and I do feel like it's um, it's a way forward, but it's still it's still super volatile. People don't understand the stock market, and they don't understand whenever you're getting into that game. That's a long term game for a lot of it. For those guys that understand trading, they can move their money around and, and, and move how they want to because they've been doing it for a while and they understand it. And then, bruh, like some people, they throw all of, they they whole life savings into it. And the stock crash, then they like, oh my goodness, what just happened? Right. You know, it's like, no, this 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 is like, you know what I'm saying, like Nip and everybody, this is a marathon. This is not a quick hustle that you get up in and then you run away from um, I was telling y'all I went to Atlanta this weekend and what was so beautiful to me is I saw a young brother building his own house with his own money step by step. No bank financing, no nothing. And by time he's finished, he will have made $200,000 mm. on like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar investment, and he's piecing it together. That's awesome. Now that that is what we need to be doing, bro. Like, okay, we not, might not get there overnight. We might not have all of it, but if we could pull enough resources together, put right. it into one junction, and, and and watch that thing come all the way to fruition. And once it does, then take the money from that and do it again. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's the type of pieces like for me, um, I'm really, really looking at like building houses, building houses, um, building affordable housing, because that's the crisis across across the states right now, period. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that fin- financially, I think, the you know, the dollars in the dirt, the dollars in the bricks um, and they bring money back to you every time. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. Especially yeah, the housing market, um, and, and that's a whole other market that's kind of going crazy right now because of COVID. Something else um, me and Mike were talking about. Um, Mike, you got any comments in, in, in regards to housing or finances or, or anything David touched on? Um, I'm actually going to take a step back and from the financial part about the, the crypto and that sort of thing. I will say this. During the COVID era, which is what we're currently in, I have benefited um, from stocks and cryptocurrency. I have, I would say some of the things are, but the root of it is you have to ask a question. Are you investing or are you gambling? There you go. 
And I, and I think that if you if you can honestly answer that question for yourself, you'll know what you're doing. So tra- transparency. Um, I have stocks that I'm investing in. I also have stocks that are just gambles. You know, get in, get the cash, get out. You know, I, I'm not going to specifically say what industries were great cash cows during this period, but there are they have been there have been a number of them. Right. And I have I have done pretty well up to a certain point now, but I also have uh, done not so well in a, in a couple avenues. But yeah, um, while we're talking about this, it just it just made me think um, kind of off topic, but kind of on topic about finances. I think that I like some of the things that David was talking about. It just really just the word that just comes to me is, is generational wealth. Yeah. And these are the things to pass down to our children, our loved ones, our friends, our families. And, you know, a common misconception to me, you know, amongst our people specifically, our meaning black people, um, is that we are unwilling to share what we've learned. Mm. And from a personal standpoint, I think with all people, there is an element of that. But the people that I found that are closer to me or in community I've never had an issue going up to people asking them, say, hey, man, how did you do what you just did? You know, brothers like David, um, he, David is humble, so he's probably not going to tell you about uh, all of his businesses, which he should. You know, Keith is probably not going to tell you about all of his ventures, which he should. But um, <laughs> I, I, I will say that um, I think that that is another area that we can continue to bridge the gap in uh, sharing information, relaying information growing knowledge, being knowledgeable on, on a multitude of topics. So yes, uh, I don't have the experience in the housing market. So that is something that I can touch on with David or Keith. You know, I, I don't have that experience. Yeah. So yeah, already man, it, it goes the pot to is doing being, blessed to be a blessing, man. It goes to that, yes. that humble spirit and wanting to see others do well, you know, cause it's, it's, it's not fun just being at the top of the mountain by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Cause if you up there then everybody trying to pull you down, but right. if everybody's pulling and we all up there, you know, everybody eating, that's when the true power, that's when you get in there and you make real decisions. You 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 go to the stadium like we ain't doing that. Okay, y'all right. ain't doing that. Yeah, y'all are we're like, no, we're not. We're gonna move our money somewhere else. Right. <laughs> and when you start moving your money somewhere else, then they're like, uh, oh, okay, well maybe y'all don't have to do it that way. Y'all could do it like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. That's one thing that we really haven't got to. We really haven't got to the point where everybody wants everybody want to see everybody eat. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And when we get there, that's where that's where serious uh, progression begins. When when you start saying, "Okay, we all gonna pull a hundred thousand dollars together and we're gonna build a house," and once we build that house, we're gonna take that that hundred thousand that we just made. Off that your house, and you still got your house. You still got your hundred thousand, but we're gonna take that other hundred thousand. We're gonna build another one, and we're gonna build your house now. You know what I'm saying, Mike? Okay, now we got another hundred. Now we got two hundred thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Now, okay, we finna build your house. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, we all got houses. We all eating. Right. But that mentality is like, it's it's it seemed like it's so foreign to so many people. Because it's like, yo, I want you to look at me. I don't want you to look at me. Real people with real money, they don't want you to look at them. They ain't, they ain't stunned that. No. You know what I'm saying? Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, they walking around T-shirts, flip-flaps. You know, they yeah. don't care. 
You because they know. know they know their assets. Right. No, that's a great point, man. And to your to your point, so you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll be transparent. So I didn't. I was telling Mike, I didn't really grow up with a lot of um, financial literacy uh, in my background. Um, my both my parents did go to college. My, my dad wasn't able to finish, but my mom did. Uh, and she did graduate with a degree in business. But again, like society at that time was about uh, going to school, getting an education, uh, getting a good paying job, well-paying job, uh, buying our home, starting a family. But no one ever really talked about investing or creating generational wealth. Yeah. And so the blueprint for me that I was given at a young age was, okay, go to school, get a good education, you know, um, choose a career path while you're in college. That way, whatever you end up uh, choosing will, will, will allow you to find a job post-college. And then from there, we're just going to work for 30 years. Um, we're going to save our money and pay off a house. And then you're going to be able to retire. Yeah, that was that was the blueprint. And so I was living my life like that. Like, honestly, my eyes really weren't open until honestly about two years ago, man. Like, so I'm, I'm 33. Um realistically at 31 that's when like my eyes became open like oh my gosh like like i funny funny story david like so let me tell you how i accidentally flipped my first home and i had no idea what i was doing so i got married me and my wife got married in 2012 and literally um right after we got married i had like this just a very unhealthy urge to buy a home um because i knew you know we it's 2012 uh, the market had just crashed in 08. I knew there was an influx of, of foreclosures and short sales on the market. And I knew they were starting to get bought up. So I was like, hey, we got to get in on this. Like, you know, why it's cheap. But I wasn't thinking from an investment standpoint. I was thinking from, OK, I'm going to buy this house and you're going to bury me in the backyard. Like, that's literally <laughs> what I was thinking. Because yeah. right, oh, so yeah. it's your that's... first will, but we ain't buy houses. Right. We ain't buy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, my, my dad bought his first house at 28. Here, here I am at 24 and I'm, I'm trying to buy my first house. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, bet. And full transparency, because it's, it's all in the past and plus it's, it's public record. The first home I bought was a short sale, um, which was a very odd story in how we bought it. Um, it took like eight months just to buy it. But long story short, it was a short sale. Um, we bought it for 160, 160,000. 160,000 for this house that was about 2,700 square feet. So pretty, pretty decent sized house for 160 grand, right? Heck yeah. So lived in it two years and me and my wife, we were like, you know what? We're really not feeling it anymore. Plus we were house broke, like literally because we had, we got married. We, um, well, we, we graduated from college. Uh, a year later we got married and, and then, you know, we basically, you know, put a lot of money into the wedding. And so when we got the house, we pretty much emptied the account just to get into the house. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we were we, we were house broke for, for about a year or two. I said, so, you know what, let's just, you know, let's just get out of it. Um, you know, we'll go back to renting and, you know, try to enjoy life a little bit more. And so when we put it on the market or when I went to put it on the market, I didn't realize that the equity had increased that much over that short period of time. Yes, and sir. so, you know. Not to get, I'm not, I won't tell the exact number, but I'll say this much. It's nice. You know, I, yeah, I walked away <laughs> with a good chunk of change. It's nice. I, and you know what was crazy is because I lived in it for two years. It was tax free. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Is this a thing? So you could live in a house for two years as your primary residence 
and then sell it and whatever money you make from it, you're not taxed from it. Like that's crazy. And so back then I didn't understand what had just happened. Like, you know, once again, like I was, I was telling my wife, I went from working at a bowling alley in college, making $8 an hour to then working, you know, at an engineering firm making 60 grand a year. And so that big transition, no one ever pulled me aside and tried to teach me financial literacy. I mean, I, I did have some folks that were um, a bit older that, you know, you know, hey, young blood, let me, let me teach one thing. You know, but when you're young, you're young and dumb, right? You don't want to listen, you know. But nevertheless, like, I wish somebody would have, like, grabbed me by my head and, like, stopped spending money. Because, bro, to your point, listen, I bought rims. I bought tablets, TVs, clothes, like sound system, like bro, like it was, it was like, would be. You know, like yeah, dude, yeah. I grew up in the hood. This is what yeah. I saw. Like this is what I saw. You know, people in the trap. You know, run around in box Chevys and speakers and big yes, rims. So I was like, you know what? I want that, right? Like, like I, I want what I saw when I was growing up. But again, like that lack of financial literacy transitioning out of college into the real world, even after purchasing my first home, not even realizing what I had just done. And the move to make would have been to, to your point, David, reinvesting it by purchasing another home and doing the same thing. And then to, and even to, to, to that extent, maybe I shouldn't have even sold the first home because it was so cheap. I probably should have rented it out. Bruh. And then just went and, and purchased another home. Hello. And so now I'm living in a home and now I got rental property under the age of 30. And so that's the kind of thing like, like you know, like I, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not for me. I'm not a prideful person. So like people always ask me, you know, Keith, do you have any regrets? Um, yeah. Yeah. I got some regrets. Yeah. Yeah. If I could tell 20 year old me, hey, pay attention. This is how you're going to be able to retire at 35. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely do that. So. But um, yeah, man, it's just it's just funny how those decisions and those pivotal moments where because I lack knowledge, I made the wrong decision. And, you know, don't get me wrong, like from a career standpoint, I'm still doing well. I'm still making good money, but I could be on the verge of retirement by now had I made better decisions in my 20s. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's key. But the, the heavy piece to it is a lot of people never get there. Right. A lot of people never get there. A lot of people stay in that same hamster wheel, doing it the same way, getting the same results. And then it's like, well, how did you get where you are? Right. I made different decisions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I made different movements. Like, you know, that, that's just it. I, I came from the hood, bro. Like, in Panama, like shotgun house, bro, straight up, nothing. Right. Um, shoot, me and my moms. And, even back then, it was just like, yo, I promised myself. It was like, yo, pay attention. Watch what everybody doing. Watch how everybody moving. And when you see something, you know what I'm saying, don't look right, make another move. Right. I might jack it up bad. And matter right. of fact, I'm going to jack it up bad. But guess what? I made my own decision. And if I work, cool. And even if it don't, I done learned something. So we solid on either hand. Because, like, you said something that was sweet. It's like, yo, if I would have kept that other home, check this out. Imagine if you would have rented that one out, right? You know what I'm saying? You paying, what, $1,200, $1,300 a month, right? 
You got 2,700 square feet of house. You could rent it out for, you know what I'm saying, close to double what your mortgage was. You take that and, you know what I'm saying, you pay your mortgage and, you know, you pay your other mortgage that you're living in and a mortgage on your rental. You know what I'm saying? And then you could still, you, you got money to do whatever you want to with something else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just saying I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, man, that's, 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 that's really, that's how people out here living, man. Like, and we wouldn't have, I, I really wouldn't have a clue um, if it weren't for this old, old school cat when I was growing up, man. He was like, hey, look, you know, all of that, it's going to go by. He's like, but the one thing they ain't gonna make no more, they ain't making no more land. Thank I you. promise you that. <laughs> He's like, I promise you that. And I was like, you know what? You're That's right. Point, you know what I'm saying? Real. And so ever since then, man, houses, like, houses has been something that I always was like, yo, I gotta own own my house. I gotta own what I what I live in. Right. Um and, and being around people that that do just that, like knowing realtors, knowing people that you know, it's swift with, with taxes and, and swift with money, businesses. Now my biggest thing is business, bro. Business, the way Amazon and all these guys move, whole nother world. Right. We're like, how do, how, do they, how do they do this without paying taxes? Because poor right. people pay taxes. People that ain't got yeah. money and that ain't expensing their living out, right. that's who pay taxes. Yep. Because yep. they don't understand money. And yeah. then, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 ain't, I ain't get it either. I'm like, huh? Right. You, bro, that's, that's real. You guys want to yeah, know man. something that... Oh, go ahead, Keith. Oh, go ahead, man. What, what, really, what really intrigued me about Amazon over the past few years is that Amazon transitioned from depending completely on your major shipping carriers to doing it in-house. I don't know yes, if you sir. noticed this, but when you deliver yes, Amazon now, you see that Amazon branded vehicle versus... 100% FedEx, UPS, DHL, USPHS, whatever. So even that, they shifted their business plan. Because, you know, at a certain point, we're just delivering packages. You know, how else can we bring some of that revenue in-house? And listening to these, this conversation we're having right now, it just really tells me how important it is to increase your, your professional network. Right. Definitely increasing that, definitely meeting those right people, which in <laughs> FYF style, uh, I can say, listen, this goes back to choosing friendships and people that are in your company wisely. That's me paraphrasing the word. Yeah. You know, those those decisions yeah. matter. Hopefully, y'all, one day I would like us to talk about family and talk about uh, relationships within the family and, <laughs> and and growing up. You know what I mean? Just, this yeah. is just a teaser what I'm about to say. Um, I have this saying, I like to love from a distance. You know, just because you grew up with somebody doesn't mean that they fit your circle as a fully grown adult with the family and businesses and and, and so on and so forth. Doesn't mean you don't love them, right. but you just know that you just can't traffic in the same circles anymore. Yeah, yeah. We can't yeah. eat from the same table. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you might eat pizza and I'm, I eat, you know, straight salads. We just, <laughs> we don't eat from the same plate. Because I, I don't, I don't yeah. know about you guys, but there are people like now that, you know, we can chop it up on the phone. We can text. Uh, can you come to my house? No. I can meet you somewhere, but you can't come over. And yeah. It's, <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> Go I mean, ahead. So, 
The only family I got like that are the ones that I got to ask, you know, when I see them, all right, now you ain't got nothing on you, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, cuz, man, hey, hey, hey come, come scoop me on the corner. Like, hold on, mm-hmm. wait a minute now. What you, what, what you got in them pockets? Like, <laughs> right, we good? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So, but, um, no, nah, I mean, I feel you, yo. And, and I, I, was, I was just about to say, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, shout out to my homeboy, Ant, um, coming out of college. He taught me that the, he said that you're the average of the five people that's that are in your circle. That's right. Ooh, that's right. That's right. That's what he told me. And he said that whatever you want to become in life, start filling your circle with those individuals. That's real. Naturally, you're going to be just like them. Yep. Right. Naturally. Naturally, your mind is going to shift and think the way they think. And so you really have to be careful about, um, you know, your, 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 your close relationships with individuals, right? Because like to your point, Mike, like if you let someone in that isn't going in the same direction you are, it could stagnate your progress yeah. and your growth, you know? So that was just something that, that, that he taught me in college and um, it stuck with me. Um, and it's crazy, like, you know, he's, he, he wasn't even, you know, upper class, well, I mean, he was one year older than me, but nevertheless, like he, uh, that, that was something that when he told me, it, it, it was really powerful. So, nah, um, that's real, man. Show show that, me who you running with. I'll show you where you're going. I promise ooh, you. I like that. I promise you. You know what I'm saying? Because your conversation, right? What's in, and what, what's coming out of your mouth, you best believe nine times out of ten it'll manifest. That's yeah. the reason I can't stand people. That kid bad. That boy bad. That boy, that he a liar. He do this. You're speaking that on that kid. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, the kid is thinking, oh, I'm a liar. I'm this. I'm that. Yeah. You know? So that 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 sits in their chest piece. So you know for me, I bro, don't don't start talking crazy to no kid while I'm around. I'm like, hey, look, now nah, watch your mouth. Right. Hey, come in, little man. How you doing? And speaking words of affirmation into him, like, hey, look, man, you understand you can do anything that you put your mind to. Right. You understand, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing that nobody could tell you that could change you. You got to make the decision to allow it to change you. You dig? Absolutely. Things like that, bro, is is huge. But we, our mouth is so reckless, man. Like for real, um, and we don't pay attention to that. So yeah, bro. Like our conversations, even even talking about like our spouses, and um, that's that's where where it's real heavy. Because what you're saying about your woman is a reflection of you. You know what I'm saying? What you're saying about your wife is a reflection of you. It's like, okay, is it? She get on my nerves. She do this. Okay, so what are you doing? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) So that she get pissed off and she piss you off. It's like, you know, let's let's figure it out. You know, know, that kind of bring me to, um, I remember as a kid, you know, like if I got in trouble, you know, I'd be like, oh man, you know, Dad, uh, the teacher said da 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 da. His first response would be, "Well, what'd you do? That's like, right. like right. what did you do to cause that reaction? You know, because that wouldn't have happened unless you you did something. So, um, right. it, it just made me have a flashback. <laughs> Where did it come from? You know, yeah. I um, I know we'll talk about different topics, but I like I like superhero shows. I like Marvel movies. I like action. I like all these things. Um. I am inspired by the simplest things. I was watching an episode of The Flash the other night, 
And one of the quotes on the episode was, you never judge your kids for who they are now. You help them become who you know they can be. Oh man, I'm losing that. And and that goes back to when you know when you talk about you know the the, the kid, the kid that was the quote unquote bad kid, the person that was the loud mouth. You know those people now, if they've internalized those things, like you said, they'll become what you spoke on them. But if you speak to that person, people ask me now, you know, even with my own children, why do I teach my children? Why do I call my son sir and my daughter ma'am? Or why do I speak to them and I listen to them? And I heard a quote from I like listening to things, like I said. I heard a quote, um, I forget the, the 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 IG page, but the gentleman was talking about you you speak to your children as adults because that's who they're gonna become. You yeah. teach them how to interact with people where they can have conversations and dialogue. You know, do you wanna teach them to be puppets? Do you wanna teach them to just, you know, engage in monologues and not dialogues? Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, and, and, and to our listeners, thank you so again for listening. <laughs> right. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, uh, to our listeners, we probably will go off the rails a good amount. So be prepared for this. Um, since we're, these, we're not t- cutting any of this out either, by the way, it's going to stay there. Absolutely. Big facts. That's, that's, big that's good. <laughs> good. Good conversation. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we've been touching on family for, for the last few minutes. Um originally started out on finances. Uh, so to kind of just bring it home, the third topic being, um, what is normal going to look like, man? Like, Ooh. as we start to transition, um, I was telling Mike, we're still in COVID. Like, yes. you know, there are cities who who don't really want to acknowledge it. Atlanta. <laughs> AKA ATL. Atlanta. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was just telling David, I was like, man, I went for, uh, it was a bachelor weekend. I was in Atlanta. He was in a club. <laughs> nobody had a mask. Hey. Like, you know, nothing, nothing. You know, went to Magic City, nobody had a mask. Hey. <laughs> so it was just like, I'm like, this is interesting. Like you, you couldn't tell COVID existed, but nevertheless, man, what is uh what is life gonna look like um, post COVID as we transition? Uh, hopefully, we're transitioning out of it. You know, with the vaccine rolling out and more and more people getting vaccinated. Um, do you think we can go back to anything like that was there before? Um, from a career standpoint, from a family standpoint, from an education standpoint, like. What, what 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 are y'all thoughts on that? Oh, I'll take this one. I'll start with this one, if you don't mind. Um, a few things. I believe that anytime there's a major shift, there are things that we learn, we gain, we adapt. Um, forgive my analogy, but if you think about life before 9-11, life before 9-11, you were able to go into the airports, you were able to go all the way into the gate. You know, there are things from that experience that we adapted. Now, it's, a, it's an act of Congress for you to be able to, to walk to the gate. It's 99% of the time, it's, it's never going to happen. So what I'm saying is I think that there are things that societally we're going to take from this COVID experience. For example, it's crazy to say that, man, do you know that we'd have less infections and diseases if we just washed our hands? Huh. Mm-hmm. Who knew that? Um, for, from a life standpoint, I think businesses have finally accept, you know, businesses have always told us, well, you know, you have to come into the office. Well, why? Because we have to have these meetings and so on and so forth. And it builds morale. However, the jig is that people who work from home often do more work. Absolutely. On the- who are you telling? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. So, so those are things that I even saw in my own life. So um, all those meetings that you had to have in person, you're now having on whatever various platform, Teams, Zoom, uh, etc. Those conversations that were necessary, you're now having audio conversations over those platforms. So, and also, I think one of the biggest things we talked about pre-show is you take that person now who lives in the city. The city is wherever you live, the, the big city that's close to you. You know, previously you were paying rent or you had a mortgage and you're like, okay, I'm paying X amount of thousands of dollars because uh, in most major cities, you have a choice. You either live close or you live far away and get the house you want. Mm. So me, I live in the D.C. metro. I know that rent is outrageous. I read an article in the Washington Post and it was talking about people were saying, man, if, if I'm going to work from home, I'm going to I'm going to move to another city. So there were lots of people moving to cities like Baltimore, or moving to the country or or, you know, moving with friends, families, loved ones. Because really, there was no advantage of being close if you're not going in. You know, Keith, you you were saying something about that. I, I forget the point, uh, what you were saying about um, life about that. But anyway, so I, I think that we will. I think like everything else, we're going to have a new normal. Yeah. But we're going to keep a lot of these things, a lot of these practices. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. You know, I know this is controversial for people, but the whole mask thing. I'm an introvert, so and I have a very approachable look. So for me, when I'm out and about, people feel comfortable coming up to me, talking to me. The mask has been excellent for my life. They ignore my headphones, but that mask, you can't ignore it. And you know what's even better? If you hit a little cough when you got your mask on, <laughs> excuse me, people will back off you. And I'm like, man, this is excellent. So with that being said, man. Uh, the other That's biggest hilarious. thing about the mask, man, is when is the last time you've had to smell someone else's breath unintentionally? <laughs> real oh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Listen, but <laughs> just to piggyback on that real quick, and I'm, I'm so thankful and I'm so blessed to have my wife because, bro, could you imagine dating during this time period where you oh, got to wear a mask? Man. I mean, the other person grill could be all kinds of jacked bruh, up. Bruh, like and it. you would have no <laughs> idea, bro. Like, oh it's just apt, absolutely crazy that that's even a thing. But to Mike's point, I don't know how you feel, man, because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you on camera. I'm like, you know, you got you, you, you got the beard game like I got going on. And so, you know, I, I put a lot of time and attention, you know, into my beard, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm low key. I'm a. I'm an amateur barber. Um, I've been cutting hair for like over. I've been cutting hair since I was 18. So yeah, I've been cutting hair for for, for over a decade, man. And so like you know, I, I'm spending time, you know, doing my lineup, you know, trying to look clean. But I got my mask on. Can't nobody see me, bro. I'm just like really, really, dude. Like I mean, you know, I did all this for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So what, what's what, what's what, what's your thoughts, dude? Man, it honestly, bro. Um, I flew to Atlanta uh, Monday. And when I tell you it was refreshing to see people living, just doing what they do, they out having fun, laughing. And I'm like, man, I've been stuck in the house for a year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, seeing babies run around that you don't know, that, it, it really made me feel good to be like, okay, now we can get back to some type of normalcy. Like, you know, but I ain't think about people breath, bro. Like, <laughs> with these masks. 
when these when these masks come off. But they came came and said today, long if you got the vaccine or whatever, you can snatch the mask off. You can move around like you want to. Um, me, I'm still a little skeptical because I, I I did get the vaccine, um, but still I'm like, no, I, I ain't there yet. But man, really, like people were out living, and they they they. Don't, for lack of a better word, people are tired of being shut in and right. not experiencing life. You know, if, if you sitting in here, this is all I know. Now let me get out and experience. Let me get access so I could be creative. Let me get my mind going um, and come up with some new stuff. And like you said, Mike, to be honest with you, man, when in this, I'm, man, I be tripping. I'm going back to the business side of it. Go for it. Bruh, like a lot of the hardest brick and mortars, Guess what? They finna lose a lot of money because companies yeah. done figured out, hey, look, we ain't, we ain't got to go to these big buildings no more. We right. can have a little satellite building. We could come in, do a meeting if we really want to do a face-to-face meeting or whatever we need to do, and we could tear back out. So yeah. those buildings are going to be left vacant, man. And you you look at an old mall and you turn that into, you know, some type of custom housing um, to where you live. You have a, a office area downstairs. You have um, some eateries or whatever, which is already set for. You know what I'm saying? You put a little playground in there. That's a perfect, you know, microcosm for, you know, a holistic type living. You know, put put your community garden out in the parking lot. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that would be, like, super dope to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You pull a couple investors together and, and, and you know, you, then you got something. I believe that. I believe that, man. I mean, hey, I look at. Uh, I just watched that documentary on Hulu uh, about WeWork. I had re- I had heard of him, but not really uh, paid a whole lot of attention to it. But just looking at that guy, if he, if he could make WeWork get up to, I forgot what they said, like a four hundred billion dollar company, then shoot, man, what you talking about? It's, it's definitely doable. So you know, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. What's, what's the thing with WeWork? Something to be beautiful, huh? Oh, what's man. the What's the thing uh, with WeWork? Well, not that like, because I I don't want to miss uh, speak on it, but essentially from the documentary, WeWork is a uh, a company that got started about really selling office space, right? And so, literally, uh, people were coming in um, and renting an office to basically work out of. And so, but the way they advertised it, they advertised it from more of a social uh, interaction standpoint, where like you can be around your colleagues who are you know one person's running this business out of their office another is running that business out of their office. And, you know, there's things that you can learn and adapt and grow from one another. Like it, it, they were pushing more for a, like a collaborative working environment. Um, oh, one space. Yeah, man. So, okay. Um, and the guy that started it, I mean, to me, he, he reminds me a lot of, uh, like an Elon Musk type, uh, figure. And so, uh, they, they, they were successful for, for a while, man, but it, it kind of crashed on them. Um, it, yeah, it's you, you gotta watch the documentary. I, okay, I, mean, I don't, don't want to misquote nothing. So, so I was in New York two weeks ago, and I actually went in uh, one of our. Um, I'm not gonna say the company that I work for. We have space in a number of buildings, so I was trying to get to one of our locations, and the elevator stopped me on a different floor, and the, the person says, "Hey, are you with WeWork?" So I kid you not. This floor, it looked like something 
not to say it looked like an arcade, but it looked like everything you just said. The floor looked like they was having a good time. Yeah. But I didn't I, in my mind I didn't I didn't process the fact that literally none of these people work together. They just happened to be on the same floor. Right. Yeah, it it was it was amazing looking. I was like, man, I was like, what kind of stuff they doing up here? Because that's what the guy said, hey, are you a glue work? I said, no, I, I need to get to the blank floor, whatever floor it was. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, okay, that that explains so much for me. I understand. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. I got my wheels turning. <laughs> <laughs> it's ingenious. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, so we can... let, oh, go ahead. I'll say let me ask y'all this. So with this whole I actually I was thinking about the the cost of the cost of COVID work from home. And this is just me thinking out loud. I was thinking about this the other day. I said, think about it, you know, you the trade-off is you don't have to drive into work most every day. You know, some people are doing a flex scheduling now. Some people never stop. For me, the first eight months of COVID, I still went to work. Like Consistently, right. you know, right. for my department, it didn't matter because we had to make sure everybody else could go home. Mm-hmm. So that was that was my job. So anyway, I look at the trade off. The trade off is you're not going to work every day. But guess what? Your light bill goes up. Your water bill goes up. Those those eight hours that you're gone or nine hours you're gone in the day where your AC is a little higher than normal is not because you're in it. So you have a higher electricity bill. Your food bill goes up. You know, <laughs> you are you are stressing out your cable modem or router or whatever you have. You're stressing <laughs> it out. You know, yeah. your your streaming consumption goes up immensely because I'm in the house. I'm going to stream this music. I'm going to turn on some Netflix or, or whatever. And, and, you know, the job is like, oh, OK. And then, like we talked about earlier, um, I don't know about you all. I don't take an hour lunch because I don't need it. Yeah. Nope. Um, I log on every morning earlier than I used to because all I got to do is hop out of the bed, brush my teeth, go to work. You know, when I log off, it could be between five and seven. I mean, it it just depends on what you're working on because you no longer have that pressure. Oh, man, I got to get home. Well, now, yes, during a little break, let me go start this dinner. You know, during a break, let me go give my kids a bath. You know, during this break, you know, let me go check on such and such and I and I get back to it. Yeah. So, I, I, and I think a lot of people have adapted and adjusted to this. Like for me, I realized that I really like working from home. Mm. I, I honestly, <laughs> bro, I think that's gonna be the new thing. I really yeah. do think that's gonna be the new thing because it, it increased. You know, sure you have a couple more, you know, expenses from home, but business wise, you know, is increased productivity, which is always great. Yes. You know, cut out some of my overhead as far as the business on the cover. You know, I'm not lights and everything else. That's going down for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All of that's going down for me. So that's that's a win. You know, yeah. your lunchtime, you, nine times a ten, you at your home, you comfort, you having fun. Guess what? You going to work through lunch. Mm. So I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting extra work out of you and you ain't even paying attention to it. You know what I'm saying? Those yeah. pieces, bro, like it's, it's 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 a thing now. I, I, people don't want to go back into these buildings. No, I don't. You know, and it's 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 just the way way ahead. I, I'm looking at man. I, I need to find, figure out how to get me some of these big buildings. <laughs> you know, man. I'm kind of split. So like, all right. So I in the beginning I loved it, right? Because it was like no more long commute. You know, to your point, a lot of flexibility, a lot of leisure. 
Um, I ain't even got to throw on a polo no more. We can no. throw out bed and just log on, you know. Um, but just to, just for a little bit more transparency, but can't get too deep into it. You know, like I said, I, I work for an engineering firm. Right. And so sometimes, you know, when you're developing or designing something, um, that collaborative environment, being around your colleagues, right, does help out a lot. And, and, and you can have that same interaction, right? Like you mentioned, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, mm-hmm. um, you know, we use Skype. So like there's there's definitely platforms for you to be able to do it. But there is something of greater value or greater. I, I, I don't know, man, it's, it's hard to put it like like even us doing this podcast, right? Like this is dope. This whole conversation is dope. But what if we had like live in a building with all of us there? Like, right. What if we do what if we could be like a, a breakfast club? Like, you know what right. I'm saying? Like there, there's some something about the energy, something about the environment that can sometimes um, create um, spontaneity and just generate, you know, new ideas. So um, yeah, I, agree. I do, I do sort of miss that, but to David's point from an overhead standpoint, especially from the company. Oh yeah. This makes perfect sense. Like to me, like I have an office um, where I work at and long story short, I don't need an office. I don't need that office. Honestly, when I come into the, when I come into the building, Realistically, I just need to be able to get to what I need to work on. And then when I'm when I don't need to be physically there, then I'm going back home. Like I, I've said for a long time, work could literally be like college. Like in college, you just went to class and then after class, you know, you did your own thing. But, you know, so you, you spent what? It depends on how many credits you had. Right. Like anywhere between 12 and 16 hours a week in the in, in someone's classroom in the building. But the rest of the time, it was up. It's totally up to you, and I, 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 I like that, like that, that, that mixture of both. So, but so the, to your the hybrid point, model, the hybrid model, right? Yeah. But, but then again, and, and and again, that 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 is very dependent upon what industry you work in, right? Right. Like if you don't, if you can do your job completely solo, like by yourself, and there is no real like collaboration, then yeah, like I mean, why not? Like just set up, set up shop at home. And, and, and do it from home, you know. But right. um, if you're in an environment where you kind of feed off each other, creatives, what, 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 those creative yeah, environments, man, yeah, that's, you know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. To where you got music, you know what I'm saying, developing right. um, arts, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. Because yeah. you do. Yeah. You, yeah. But, bro, I, I'm, I'm looking strictly dollars. <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah. looking at the coins. It's like, ah, we could get a small building. Yep, we could get a small yep. building. Oh, we got a small building and we could make it work. Yep, we can make it. Okay, then we finna make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To a certain, like, to your point, I mean, there's companies where, like, they're downsizing, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen companies where they're buying um, a new office or a new building and it's less cubic feet than where they're coming from. Oh, yeah. Um, because yeah, like, I mean, that's, that's, that is the direction that we're headed in. Um, so what do you guys think about, like, in terms of the family dynamic, like, you know, I mean, right now, like you said, we all working from home, you know, all of us got little ones. I know my son, I thank God for my wife. She's taking care of him while, while we do this. Um, do you think the family dynamic will get back to normal or, or, or is this normal? I, I, I don't know. Man. Um, well, go ahead, David. Nah, nah, go ahead, Mike. Um, 
I will say this for my particular family, because we work from home and we're home all the time, we've had to be more intentional about going out. You know, from a life standpoint, we have done more outdoor things with the kids and amongst ourselves than we've probably ever done. Right. You know, you know, you see really starting to see outside and life as a blessing, you know, whereas before, oh, man, it's hot out here. I'm not going out there. Yeah. Oh, man, it's cold. I, I, right. It's hot out here. I'm not going out there. Or, oh, man, you know, where we live, it's too cold. I'm going to stay in the house. Whereas now we're like, hey, you know, let's hop in the car and let's let's go out to the park or let's go see such and such. I mean, right. you know, my kids have had a blast. You know, I've taken them to the park and I probably shouldn't say the temperature, but I've taken them to the park. In temperature that was a lot colder than I would have been allowed to go to growing up, but they had a blast. You know what I mean? So I I would say for that, like I said, I I think like everything else, I think we're going to adapt and we're going to take certain things. Will the dynamics go back? I know my wife's particular job, her job has a built in flex schedule. It's a hybrid model. You know, her that's her job. You know, they do three in, two at home or two in, three at home. That's what they do anyway. True. So so back to what Keith was talking about, um, in terms of family dynamic, it's, it's I, it just really depends on what the school situation is going to be like. Me, I haven't had to cross that bridge, and I'm actually about to cross that bridge in a few weeks. You know, my child is three. She's about to turn four. And then next year, of course, she'll be five, and it'll be big time. So even now, we're having to make adjustments and and figure out the best way to navigate that, you know. You know, I know a lot of people who have children that have graduated from high school this year or are starting college or, you know, having to make tough decisions. Are we going to do virtual learning, do halftime, those sorts of things? Um, ideally, we would hope that things would, quote unquote, return to normal. But again, I, I think that a lot of people see the hybrid model works, man. It, it, it works. Um, and and I just I don't I don't see it going back. I'll be super transparent, man. Um, here in uh, Orlando, they're taking the virtual school piece um, away. Really? So it leads into: Do we get the kids vaccinated? Um, how do we go forward with this piece for being safe? And are the schools going to force vaccination for the kids to come back? And to be totally honest with you, for me, now I get I got vaccinated because I move around a lot more than my family do. Um, and truthfully, I retired out of the Army, so ain't no telling what they already shot me up with anyway. Right. True. So you really it's know. not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, for me, it's not a big, big deal. But whenever you start talking about the little ones and them going back, um, that's a whole nother dynamic that's like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I want to get my kids vaccinated until they figure everything out. Let's 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 get there, um, and then we'll cross that bridge. And if we got a homeschool, then we're we're okay because the kids have literally thrived um, in this situation that they're in. They might not be happy um, with the decision because I I got a 12 year old going to the seventh grade, and you know I got a 10 year old you know going to the fifth grade. And now they've went and done the test. They they anxious to get back in the seats. Um, but I'm just not sure, and, and, and this is just me and my family, I'm not sure if I want to allow anybody to tell me, okay, you gotta do this to do that. I'm not I'm not in those spaces no more. Right. Um, yeah. 
and that's that's the big kicker for me is like you know the whole mask and everything else but whenever you start talking about vaccine vaccinating the kids um for them to be able to go back to school i don't really agree with that that's so, not you know something i'm gonna do let me go contrarian contrarian on this um what would you say to the person that says well 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 david father concerned citizen um, in order for your kid to go to school anywhere, there's a laundry list of vaccines they have to have. They have to have the TB, you know, they have to have the post, all those those sorts of things. So uh, that person may say, well, if your kids are already taking all these vaccines, what makes this new and different? FYI. Yeah, I, I, let me let me get that <laughs> uh, history, bro. Like, like there's history with all those other vaccines. <laughs> bro, you know, I'm, I'm like smallpox, FYF. Bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, let's, let's be real about it. I don't yeah. even know if the vaccine has been approved by the FDA. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like right. facts. We we really don't know. Like, I mean, you know, somebody was like, "Oh, well, you know, they've done the research." And then I saw a meme that said, "Brother, you are the research." Right. Like, I saw that too. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. For so, real. like, yeah, dude. I mean, and to David's point, you know, I I, I move around quite a bit. Like, I. Every now and then I'll have to go into the office. It's been a long time, thank God. But nevertheless, you know, I'll have to go into the office. So I was the first one in our in our household uh, to get it. So, but nevertheless, I am like David. I'm very hesitant to uh, to, to give it to um, my son. Um, I'm gonna need to see some other kids. <laughs> not, not, oh. not not that I want other kids. Right? I ain't gonna say. It. Yeah, we ain't gonna say it. But I'm gonna need to see. It. <laughs> So let them get it first. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, hey, make sure. Yeah, make you sure you show. Skiggy. You ain't gonna yeah. skiggy me. Uh, <laughs> you know, not, not my boy. So, but yeah, man, that's that's where I'm at with it. Um, yeah. And then to your point about school, um, I ain't gonna lie, man. Like, so full transparency, we did send him back. Uh, right. He eased into it, but obviously he's not going to a full blown elementary, right? Where it's like a bunch of kids. Uh, it's a really small uh, school. It's uh, it's actually a Montessori. And so um, we tried it out for, you know, a month uh, where he went a couple days a week. Um, the uh, the school there, they, they do a screening, right? So they're, all, they're constantly taking temperatures. They're constantly, um, you know, all the teachers wear a mask. Uh, even the kids, we have to send him to school with a mask. Right. So um, the environment, it we got to a point where, where we reached a comfort level with it, you know. And so, you know, but but to, to that point, that that that's not for everybody. Right. Yeah. And so everybody's going to have to take their own uh, unique approach and, and, and meet it where they're the most comfortable. At, so, yeah. And, and that, that's where, that's why I like the fact already that we have a platform. We can ask these questions, you know, in life, um, in life, I agree with that. I, I totally agree with, I agree with both sentiments. I agree with the sentiment that um, when it comes to a vaccine like this, I would prefer that the person be of age to make an adult decision. That would be my preference. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't like the, I, I don't, you know, like I said, there's so many things we don't know. I'd rather my child, if my child was 18, say, hey, you know, dad, I'm going to do it. All right, your choice. Dad, I'm not going to do it. That's fine. But back to the school thing, my child is three. She's about to turn four. And with the same thing, man, we, um, it's, it's at the point where she needs that knowledge. So, uh, we are going to send her to a school, you know, she's about to start a summer program in the next few weeks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm obviously first time father, you know, child going away. I'm nervous about it anyway. 
So, you know, and then on top of that, you know, the whole COVID thing and the mask and all this other kind of stuff. So I, I have a concerns I'm working through. But yeah, but I know that the, the, the greater big picture is the fact that my child needs to learn. She needs that social interaction. You know, yeah. she needs that a lot more than I do at this point. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it comes. It, it, Mike, to be honest with you, that comes. You know what I'm saying? Kids are much more resilient than we ever even could imagine. Right. You know what I'm saying? They they switch up and it's like, hey, they, they haven't missed a beat. We we the ones that's in our head so heavy to where it's like, uh, why does this kids don't care? They like, hey, look, okay, the toys, let's go play. All right, we back. Let's be serious. Mom, what do we do? Dad, what do we do? Um, my thing is the testing, man. Like, let's get these numbers. Y'all give me the y'all give me them hard numbers. You know, let's let's get it and see how what happens with, with some other kids, you know, to make sure it's truly safe. Because, like, everybody talk about these other vaccines. We had years and years to study these vaccines and know what they do to people. All of this is still relatively new. Wow. How long we been running, y'all? Exactly one hour, it looks like it. Yeah. Uh, You know this is supposed to be a 15, 20-minute conversation, right? (laughs) No, bro. I definitely thought we were trying to shoot for an hour, an hour and a quarter. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey. Nevertheless, like I think, I think episode one has been a success. Um, yes. in terms of us having phenomenal good conversation, and um, I, I greatly appreciate both you uh, brothers for uh, not only uh, being here but inviting me to be a part of this. So, um, again, man, we we're super appreciative. And uh, thank you for whoever tunes into this first episode. Hopefully you got something out of it. Uh, just to reiterate, you know, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, I, I forgot to mention our phone number. We actually have a, a phone number you could dial into at 407-243-8449. Uh, feel free to drop a voicemail. Let us know what you think, any ideas, thoughts towards topics or, or, or just any general comments. So, and again, our Facebook page is at, at FYF pod or, or F your feelings Facebook group and feel free to also email us at fyfpod at gmail.com. So um, again, sir. thank you all. Uh, appreciate uh, both of y'all for, for, for being here and um, looking forward to doing more episodes. All right, everyone, be blessed. Yeah, have, have a, a blessing. Yes. Yep.